Hello and welcome to Medium Cool, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Austin Glidden, and as always, you can find us on Instagram by searching Medium Cool Pod, and you can also email us at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com. We also have a, we have like a Facebook and an X as Twitter used or it used to be called Twitter, uh, but I don't use those really anymore. I'm just being honest. I said that last time too. I just don't really give a shit, honestly. Uh, but uh, I still use Instagram, so that's what we're using. And you can put like you know pictures and stuff on it. I know you can put pictures on the others, but like uh, fuck off. That's just what I want to do right now. Uh, so, anyways, you can check us out there. You can reach out to us um, and stuff. All right, guys. So today I had Joe back. And Joe and I talked about our most anticipated movies of 2024. There's a lot coming out this year, but there's also a lot being pushed off because of the various strikes that have happened that have kind of shook the uh, American studio system, basically. And so there's uh, there it's it's just interesting to look at a list of all the movies coming out this year and thinking that's it, but also like. Some of them are kind of pretty cool, and we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, but yeah, we give you our essential. We call it our top five. It's really just like a gimmick. Really, it's just five movies we're really excited about. Not even movies that we guarantee will be on our top ten or anything. Just stuff we want to watch. So we're going to do uh, five of those each. Uh, we actually only have one overlap, so there are nine movies actually total. And then. Uh, Joe gives us <clears throat> some of his honorable mentions, so to speak, just some additional movies people should look out for. I think I do as well. Um, so yeah, I hope this is just like a fun little episode to start getting us hyped about this year and movies. I know that the Oscars just dropped, uh, their nominees and, and different things like that. So, uh, for folks looking forward to kind of putting a nail in the coffin of 2023 and getting into 2024, I think we can try to help you get set up for that if you're ready. We're about to start. Okay, go. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> I'm already recording, so I got that recorded. I'll use oh. that. Uh <laughs> Son of a, always get me with that. Oh, man. How are you doing, Joe? <laughs> good, good. How's it going? It's, uh, you know, it's going. That is certainly a thing that it is doing. Yep, um, today to we're going to talk about uh, our most anticipated films of 2024, five of them each to be exact. Uh, mm-hmm. There may be some uh, overlap if there is, kind of like our top 10 for mm-hmm. last year. Uh, just say like, ah, it's on my list, it's, it's higher or it's later or whatever. M- mine are in alphabetical order, quite frankly. So, you know, okay. uh, we'll just wait till the last moment. So if I say something that's on yours or you say something that's on mine, We'll wait until we're ready to talk, or you can just say, "All right, cool, it's on mine." We'll just talk about it now, and we'll go yeah, that way. Yeah, However, you want to do it, we're winging it. This is going to be yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, I prepared my list, but still, the point is, we're you know, uh, if Matthew Sosi was here, he'd say it's live, and he'd like right. that really loud. <laughs> so, anyways, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're, I'm interested to know before we begin the actual list, what you're thinking about 2024, whenever you did a little bit of, uh, I don't want to call it research, but kind of looking into it to familiarize yourself to make this list. You know, I, I did a deep dive. I created a pretty extensive starter list, uh, on Letterboxd. It's a private list for me, but it's what I keep track Mm -hmm. of every year. Um, and I currently have 66 movies on there, uh, which is a good start. You know what I mean? Uh, more mm-hmm. will kind of come to my attention as we go, but I just really kind of did a bit of a deep dive, uh, mm-hmm. threw a bunch of stuff in. 
was able to make a top five. But how are you feeling about 2024 so far? Are you excited about it? Is it looking a little grim? What are you thinking? Well, well, it's it's going to be a, a mixed bag, I think, because just because of the strike, uh, the strikes that, you know, last year, that's going to certainly is going to push some things back. And, uh, you know, that we've already seen some of that. Um, in one one of the movies that might be on there would be for me would be Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. And that has already been pushed back um and maybe will even again who knows but um yeah so uh you know i've got to kind of be guardedly optimistic but you know i as i was going through i was like there's a couple of things that look kind of fun um there's not a lot that makes me crazy excited um so at least not so far but there's a lot of things that i look at and go yeah that could be really good that could be a lot of fun that could be different and that's kind of i think that's kind of the hallmark of this list for me is that it's maybe a little bit different than it would be in years past um, in terms of the kinds of movies I'm, I'm looking at and I'm, am excited about. Um, there's not a lot of Marvel stuff going on um, to make me, you know, which is usually like, you know, the big blockbuster kind of stuff. There are some Marvel adjacent things. There's, you know, Sony Marvel and there's um, there is a, a one MCU movie right now, but um you know, there's not, there's usually two or three, right? So now there's just the one. And so I'm looking at these other things too. And there's a lot of um, things. There's, there's sort of some more original ideas. Um, if we want to say that, since, you know, that's a, the very familiar refrain of there are no original ideas in Hollywood. Um, I, I think some of these things are a little more original and, and will be, um, will be fun and interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it and I'm excited about it. And, um, you know, let's, let's jump in. Let's, let's get some of these going. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll just start by saying, uh, honestly, 2024 does not have me excited yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, like you said, I'm optimistic. I think there are going to be some movies that are not on my list that I'm mm-hmm. very interested in. And you and I kind of talked off, off, uh, air or however you want to put it before <laughs> we started recording, uh, about yep. some movies where it's like, it didn't make my list, but, it, but I, I am, it, it could go either way, but it's it'd probably be awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe if we have time at the end, we'll mention some of those. Uh, one of mine that I left off the list because technically it was on last year's list of mine, and yeah. it got pushed back to 2024 is Dune Part Two, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. So that will not be on my list, at least everybody uh, that was on it last year. But I am very excited about. It. So I just want that to be said. That probably is one of the ones that easily would have been in my top five just because i love the first one so much mm-hmm. um and the second one is just going to come hopefully complete a story that i can then enjoy in cinematic form uh yep. granted I, I know that uh there was a david lynch version but this version i get to see this complete you know uh hopefully a version i can enjoy no <laughs> i didn't say i didn't like lynch's either it's just a different experience okay it's uh-huh. a different experience no um joe i'm gonna let you go ahead and start though we have five like i said my order is just alphabetical so if you say anything that's mine i'll just jump into that sure. um but go ahead give me your first one sure yeah well i'll go chronologically by current release date um maybe unless i mix one up because fucking is... nerd <laughs> so my my first one is one that we did mention off off mic uh, i don't know again what we call that um but uh it comes out on march 8th and that's love lies bleeding and yep. that uh that stars Kristen stewart and ed harris and um 
Katie O'Brien, who we are um, kind of following with great interest. She's from Indianapolis, uh, you know, where we're from. If you are listening and don't live in the same area as us, um, she's she's a Hoosier and she's uh, you might know her from The Mandalorian. Um, she was in uh, Ant-Man Quantumania last year, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, excuse me. Um, and so she's kind of getting uh, larger roles. And this certainly looks like a big one. Um, I was I was watching the, the trailer again and I thought, um, you know what this is? This is bound if Jennifer Tilly was a bodybuilder. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's sort of this uh, uh, it's, it's a lesbian drama. Kristen Stewart and Katie O'Brien have some sort of relationship and it turns to a criminal enterprise. Um, and Ed Harris plays the the bad guy, I suppose. And um, there's shenanigans going down between the two of them. So um, it, it looks very fun and racy and interesting. And, um, it, you know, I, the the comparison to Bound notwithstanding, it, it's something that's a little bit different um, and should be a lot of fun. Keep in mind, Bound came out, geez, 96, 20, I think. Yeah. 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 20, almost 20 years ago or so. So, um, it, yeah, it, it looks like a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, so hopefully like it's, it's one of those movies that's both fun and interesting and also, you know, good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm excited about this. Um, this director also did St. Maud, which is a pretty dark, mm-hmm. twisted movie. When did that come out? A couple. It was actually mm-hmm. wide release a couple years ago, I think, something like uh-huh. that. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. 2020, uh, 2021, one of the two. St. Maud came uh, out in 2019. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it was released here until like the following year or later. Actually, oh, I think yeah, the probably. the U.S. release was, uh, um, like maybe even two years later. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me. But the point is uh, that made me particularly excited. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't. I've watched the trailer. I don't remember it because I did kind of just watch uh, like twelve trailers in a row, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And that's usually all I'm looking for when I watch trailers. Like, oh, this looks <laughs> cool. All right, cool. Like, I'll throw this on the list or I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, this one does look really good. This would be like an honorable mention for me. Very interested mm-hmm. in seeing this. Yeah. Um and now with the Indiana hook, like hell, I'm in. Uh yeah, yeah I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so yeah. K- yeah, love lies bleeding. Yeah, K- Katie O'Brien just to just to like give her one more little push is she was um she played if you watch the Mandalorian she played the Imperial officer that. I want to say it like this that killed the one guy. There was like an episode that like <laughs> that like diverted away and showed like this guy and there's this whole there's this whole deal with this guy and she like takes him and there's I don't know there's some like mind erasure thing going on but she like betrays him and um it, it was like she was the focus of this episode that you know this episode of the Mandalorian and it was um it, it was sort of a thing um and then you know and, and then in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania she was essentially the lead who was not a superhero you know a, a paul rudd or um uh, evangeline lily or uh, michael douglas or michelle yeah. pfeiffer she was like the lead of the people in the quantum realm basically she was like the big hero there so she's uh getting pretty high profile roles and and uh you know here here we are a starring role opposite Kristen stewart and ed harris that's a that's a pretty big deal so um hopefully this uh this hits the big time and and gets her uh uh even even more on the uh, on everyone's radar in a mainstream way yeah yeah i'm i'm into it um kristen stewart is a an actress that i think a lot of people still kind of hold 
um, like Twilight against and being yeah. this like very specific type of actor. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, actually, she's been and she's worked with a lot of international directors in recent mm-hmm. years. She's done a lot of really cool work, even like on like sci-fi and kind of like more popular movies like, uh, oh, shit, I just forgot the name of it. Uh, what was, <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Um, uh, Underwater, which came out yeah. uh, in, I think, 2020, I believe yeah. mm-hmm. um, it was. I didn't like adore it, but dude, it was fucking crazy dude yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was really cool so um you know the the cast actually is appealing to me uh the director did some cool shit with saint Maud, so i am on board and with Clearly. the 12 fans that have seen this probably at a uh festival or something uh yes. it is doing very well among the 12 so mm-hmm. uh, i'm interested in that as well mm-hmm. Uh, my first one, um, I actually know very little about it. Uh, with some of these movies, I'm straight up just going to read the letterbox synopsis uh, sure. just to give us like some context. Um, but this is uh, a guy that I would say probably in the early 2010s was one of my favorite directors making stuff. And that was Jeff Nichols. Um, okay. And he's doing The Bike Riders. Um, if you're not familiar yeah. with Jeff Nichols, he did Take Shelter, which I believe is a masterpiece. Uh, and oh, yeah. Mud from 2012, I believe, or 20. It might have come out in 2013, like wide yeah. release. Um, but that one was fucking awesome. I, yes. I need to rewatch it because I only really remember loving it unless mm-hmm. the movie itself. Um, but I remember being very, very moved. He also did Shotgun Stories in 2007, which was like a pretty good debut right and obviously michael shannon's in that he did a few movies like midnight special and loving which um Mm -hmm. i don't think were quite as spectacular as those early two but um you know still still a solid director right so uh he's doing the bike riders this stars uh austin butler who played elvis i believe Uh, tom hardy michael shannon jody comer um all kinds. I mean, the cast looks great. The look of the film looks great. It's very Nichols because uh, Nichols kind of makes these movies that are almost grainy, like they look like they belong in like the 80s or 90s and not with colors, not with the way people are dressed. That's not what I mean. I mean, it looks like a movie on film and there's like almost a nostalgia to his movies. Me just watching them mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. like the way he lights things, the way he sets things up, his characters, uh, everything. And the Bike Riders is about Kathy, a strong-willed member of the Vandals, who's married to a wild, reckless bike rider named Benny. Uh, and they recount the Vandals' evolution over the course of a decade, beginning as a local club of outsiders united by good times, rumbling mm-hmm. bikes, and respect for their strong, steady leader, Johnny. As life in the Vandals gets more dangerous and the club threatens to become a more sinister gang, Kathy, Benny, and Johnny are forced to make choices about their loyalty to the club and to each other. Now, uh, this may not be the most gripping synopsis that anyone's ever heard, but knowing Jeff Nichols, you know, mm-hmm. someone could explain to you what Take Shelter is, and that does not sound gripping either on paper, right. and it's amazing. So my, most, I'll be fully transparent. Most of my excitement is seeing a new Jeff Nichols movie, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't hugely excited about the last two. Um, he hasn't made anything I don't like yet. So yeah. whenever a filmmaker hasn't made a movie in a little while and it's somebody that I've enjoyed in the past, I get excited about it. 
Yeah. What say you? Not necessarily even about the bike riders, but since I'm talking about Jeff mm-hmm. Nichols so much, what's your yeah. what's your history with him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I I did see a couple of those movies. I saw Mud, and and I agree, it's a it's a very good movie. Take Shelter was terrific. Um, yeah, I w- I was going to mention Loving, which you know I found to be a little bit slow, but still it was still a uh, you know a, a worthy entry in that year. Sure. Um, it you know it, it was one that they were giving some some push to as far as um but you know kind of like awards banter um but i mean I- i'm gonna say you know tom hardy and michael shannon are not out here making garbage right now you know so um it- at the very least if you know nothing about jeff nichols um and don't care about austin butler who's you know kind of a rising star um the the two of them aren't into making bad movies so um especially working together for something like this so i i think uh also uh norman reedus from the walking dead is in this oh, movie yeah, yeah 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 i missed so that one sorry yeah there there's there's kind of it's like a nice little cast there boyd holbrook um who is that that utility player that's in a lot of uh you know he's in a lot of good movies uh you know he's uh, he's the the best thing about a lot of movies you know so um yeah so he's he's someone else to kind of be on the lookout for it's it's a nice little cast it's it's a fun. I almost I almost made a joke about um, Pony Boy when you when you mentioned Johnny, <laughs> so, but uh, but uh, it it looks like yeah. The, I, this was one that I ran across and, and considered throwing on my list. I didn't in the end, but um, I I think it certainly is is up there and it certainly has the pedigree to to be something really good. I just I'm just excited. You know I, I have IMDb open and I can see the trailer playing right now and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. even though I don't really give a shit about Austin Butler. I, mm-hmm. I'm ex- I mean, he is a growing star, and and I don't mean that as any that that statement. Just to clarify, has nothing to do with his abilities. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anything that I thought he was like bad. You know, what I mean, like that yeah. that is not at all a reference to his talent or character. Yeah. I just d- don't. I'm not gonna like see a movie with him and go. I have to see that now, and it has right. nothing to do with him. I just haven't seen enough and experienced enough to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. When I watch this trailer, you know, the movie takes place later but it's looks back at the 60s so you have 60s bikers which if anybody's a fan of film you know that a huge part of like the kind of teen not just exploitation but like the teen movie of the 60s were these biker movies yeah you know what i mean and so um it's kind of fun to see someone who clearly has an affinity for cinema particularly like cinema of the past someone Mm -hmm. like nichols who's making a movie from the past about things that were popular in the past right um and and it there's there's almost like a a modern day outsiders vibe to this yeah (laughs) you know like if you watch the trailer i just don't see how someone can watch the trailer and go that's gonna fucking suck like i feel like at the very least it's like i'd watch it or it's like exciting right and i'm just excited again mostly because i know what nichols can do and i'm being really optimistic about it so that is my first pick is bike riders Right. Joe, what is your second? Well, uh, we'll we'll shift gears a little bit for this one. Uh, this oh, one uh, is meant to bow on April twelfth, um, and th- this is ki- and this could be any number of things. It could be a fun blockbuster. It could be uh, politically incendiary. Um, it might just come and go without a you know without a care in the world, and and that's a civil war. Oh, uh, which all- is. This was on my list for a minute, just so nice. you know. So it's it's up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's so uh, th- this is um, takes place in the quote unquote near future, where um, nineteen states have seceded from the United States, and it kicked off a civil war. 
uh it it looks to me like sort of a throwback to disaster movies of the like the 90s that you know that uh that you know were really popular um it, you know of course it has sort of a, a war sort of twist to it but it's you know kind of a not really a uh post-apocalyptic kind of deal but also like it's it's maybe like a pre-apocalyptic movie uh you know where a, a civil war it could it could be a prequel to any number of of movies that you know that are like post the big bomb dropping on the world um it, it's got a pretty nice cast it's got uh kirsten dunst and nick offerman playing the president uh jesse plemons um <laughs> who is pretty much good in everything and kaylee spaney who got a lot of uh play this year playing priscilla presley um and it is um directed by um alex shoot, garland dude like, jumped out written of my head. and directed yes written and directed by alex garland yeah so um that's you know that that's pretty big time so um uh, yeah it, it looks like it could be a lot of fun it could be spectacularly bad but either way i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it um and and i'm also waiting for the uh you know the uh, a, a certain group of folks to uh come about and start uh uh making statements revolving around this movie and upcoming presidential elections and things <laughs> Wouldn't it be the worst to see an Alex Garland movie become some sort of like right wing yes. propaganda, not by intent, but just right. by like literal adoption and possession? Right. Yes. Um, well, no. They uh, other things that they that meant the opposite of what they thought it meant. So it wouldn't be yeah. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie, again, going back to a lot of the movies of my picks are just because I love the director. So like Alex Garland, it's not that I love Alex Garland. It's more that a lot of the movies that he's been involved in, I've been a big fan of. Like I loved Ex Machina when it came out. I actually never saw Annihilation or Men. So I'm behind on my Alex Garland. Um, But it's more of his writing credits. Uh, He did Mm -hmm. 28 Days Later. Uh, He did Sunshine, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, He did Never Let Me Go, which is... Dude, mm-hmm. that might be like one of my favorite movies of the fucking 2010s. I love that little gym. If you've yeah. never seen Never Let Me Go, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just waste time talking about it now, but I'm just saying that movie's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but he he makes these really clever almost I'm looking now almost unanimously sci-fi mm-hmm. um stories that are very human uh and very like there are truths buried beneath all the cool sci-fi shit, but it's all pretty subtle sci-fi too. It's not super hard logan's run let's get our laser guns right like it's not right. that it's uh it's just a different kind yes. um and uh just like just far enough it's something that we can almost envision in the future you mm-hmm. know that he's bringing to life so yeah. uh i i love alex garland it was fucking on my list until i saw the bike riders thing and then i threw that <laughs> on for no uh, just because quite frankly i like nichols more than garland as a director so that kind of just won out but um yeah. But yeah, big fan. I also want to give props to, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but uh, Wagner Mara, I think uh-huh. is how you say it. Uh, he he was in the TV show Narcos. He played Pablo Escobar, if anybody ever watched Narcos. Oh, yeah. Um, and he is in this movie as well. Furthermore, being such a huge fan of uh, The Power of the Dog a couple of years back, yeah. uh, Kirsten Dunst is very much on in my good book. Um, and, uh, on my radar, even though I haven't seen her, I don't think in anything else since then, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so I'm actually excited about that. Not that I wouldn't have been before then. I was just such a big fan of that. I was my number one that year. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just is in my very good graces. And you yeah. mentioned all kinds of other people, even uh, uh, what is his full name here? Uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, a name most of you probably don't know, but a face you can't forget if you've seen yes. it. Uh, he is really fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the cast is killer. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you are spot on. This has the potential to go very wrong. And yes. I don't remember seeing or hearing much about Garland movies going that wrong. So I'm yeah. hoping it's good. But you're right. This has this just walks a tightrope. You know what yeah. I mean? And and it For could sure. really fall off or it could make it. And and we will see. It's also an A24 movie, which I don't place a lot of stock in in uh distribution companies like a lot of people get really hung up on like i'll watch any a24 movie or right. neon's becoming popular now so it's like neon or in mm. like their mid mid to late 2000s focus features was yes. really popular you know what i'm saying and yes. and and dude i was on the bandwagon of focus features hard at the time mm-hmm. so yeah. like uh it, it's funny how that works um but it is an A24 movie, and quite frankly, they have put out a lot of good shit lately. So yeah. um, I'm pretty excited about that. The movie looks cool. Go check out the trailer. Uh, I think it's a great pick. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say about that before I move on? No, no. Let's, let's see All what right. you got. Uh, this next one's a pretty big title. All right. But yeah. I was an absolute massive fan, along with the majority of uh, the United States casual moviegoers mm-hmm. um, and that is the second Joker movie Joker fully adieu mm-hmm. uh, and it's by Todd Phillips again uh, the first movie made like a billion dollars or more yeah. and uh, Joaquin Phoenix only made like five million dollars for that movie which is kind of ridiculous he's <laughs> 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 uh, like the lowest paid actor in a movie of that level or something I forget what I was reading about but it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. but that dude is a fucking artist to me I love Joaquin yeah. Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, even in the movies I don't like I like him yeah. you know what I'm saying like oh, he's yeah. just one he's just like my homie I have like a parasocial relationship with him, I think, where I just believe we're best friends because he's so good. So um, like I just watch the master sometimes wishing I don't want to be friends with Freddie Quell, but it's like I want to be friends with the guy that did this, you know. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anyways, he, he, he feels the same way about you. <laughs> he does. I mean, I yeah. know I talk to him all the time on the phone, uh, but no. Um, so the, it's the Joker, too. Dude, I could give a fucking shit about Todd Phillips before mm-hmm. the Joker. Quite frankly, yeah. dude, <laughs> like I can't tell you how much I don't care about anything he made and just to get people caught up. And I'm talking shit right now, I know, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of this stuff and I just don't care. So like mm-hmm. old school's cool. That was such a pop culture thing. It's not sure. for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Road trip, I thought was atrocious. Yeah. Um, the GG. Actually, I just noticed that he did the GG Allen um documentary which is about like punk rocker gg allen who used to take a shit and wipe it on his face and stuff he's gross uh, <laughs> okay yes, <he> is. <laughs> it's a, a 90s uh doc it's hated gg allen and the murder junkies uh but anyways aside from that though i've actually seen that but aside from that um the hangover movies due date with um zach galifianakis and what's that homie's name um uh robert downey jr oh i didn't yeah. think that was robert downey jr actually it was robert downey jr yeah. um but anyways uh war dogs my point is like i don't fucking pay attention to this shit i'm not a fan and then he makes joker Mm -hmm. and to me to me joker was such a thoughtful experiment of sorts 
Like mm-hmm. he made a movie that's not an action movie, really, about a character within a universe that is yeah. known for essentially a very specific thing. Your Superman's, your Batman's, your action, your whatever. Mm-hmm. And he made like a very thoughtful, well-paced, colorful, mm-hmm. developed story with a killer soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, a killer story that stands on its own. But also, as we're seeing now, gives way for a second. So even mm-hmm. if the sequel sucks, the first one will always rule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that fucking is that's how it should be done. That's how the Matrix yeah. did it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how like a bunch of uh, not all like Dune part one doesn't work. Like you, you, we're waiting for the rest of the story. Right. Um, yeah. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse doesn't work because we mm-hmm. need that. I mean, it literally cuts off in the middle pretty much. But Joker fucking rules. So this second movie, uh, my whole point in harping on about that is um, I'm very curious to see how Lady Gaga uh, mm-hmm. plays her role in this. I think that could uh-huh. be very interesting. I yep. really, really hope Todd Phillips doesn't try to change things up and he continues to take such care um, and uh, thoughtfulness going into this. That's yeah. my biggest concern is with the popularity of the first one. I'm afraid he'll get a hold of too many of the reins, if that makes sense. Yeah. And his older style might seep into it, which might ruin it for me. And I'm really hoping that's not the case. I don't believe it will be the case. Mm. I think uh, Joker is way up there when it comes to anything, even comic book related, uh, adjacent, however you want to say it. I really, really love that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it. The second Joker movie, dude. Uh I'm excited. Do you have any... Uh, feel, see, you're laughing already. I know, like, I'm already fuck, laughing. Bro? Are I, you like hating this movie? What's happening? I I wouldn't say hating. I I had issues with with Joker with um with the first one, but not not the movie itself, not the content of the movie itself. I think I I had I have kind of a. I had an issue with, and, and this is this might be dumb. Some people might think it's dumb. You probably would think it's dumb. Um, of course, I had I had an issue with it. You know, it when they're they have they have an established cinematic Joker. He sucks. He was terrible, but he was already there. And then they make this like sort of Elseworldsy kind of movie. I where it's like they're just like forget it. We're just making a movie. We're just making this on our own. And it, you know, it's it's completely detached from you know that that continuity or whatever, and you know, so I I think as just as a movie, I was okay with it. I I kind of like some of the stuff he did, making him, uh, you know, sort of a a cuck kind of character, a an incel, if you will. Um, I I definitely like that, and and I'm I'm curious to see what happens in this movie, and and how they do things, but, um. It, it it was just a little bit it, it's a, it's i don't it was weird that that movie got made um i don't think you know we're worse off that it was made but it it doesn't fit into my little box so i'm like it sure. doesn't fit into my box so you know therefore i dislike it but i i don't i wouldn't say i dislike it but i had i had issues with it and it it was sort of weird um the way that it you know like the timing of making it um, making it around all of the the DC EU movies, which were round largely ridiculous anyway. Um, if 
you know, if they were going to do the, use this character in some way, like I would be into it, but, um, it, it, I kind of look at these as more of a curiosity, kind of an entertaining time. And we can be like, yeah, that was kind of fun and interesting. Um, but I won't hold it with the same. I don't like necessarily hold it with the same way. Like he's not the real Joker unless he's the <laughs> real Joker. I want to see him fight Batman eventually, you dude, know? So yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's, dude, I mean, like, listen, I mean, my, I'm, I'm inclined to just say like, you're wrong and you're stupid, but, right. <laughs> but it's, but that's not where I want to go. It's it. I, when this came out, I agreed uh-huh. with what you're saying though i don't have i don't hold it i have no, it doesn't project onto the film at all like i right, actually really right. loved it and you have to understand too i'm a huge fan of king of comedy the scorsese yes, movie with robert yes. de niro and that's very influential here yeah um, there are other movies that are involved of course like i'm not just using that but uh, that was one that really stood out to me very very clearly uh an influence um all of the influences happening here though just felt great to me but mm-hmm. the the thing with with uh the dceu thing i think you're right though it's like what how the fuck did this get made why did you do it because all you're making people want to do is watch more of that thing yeah and Mm -hmm. they think that's better than all the other things you're doing (laughs) you know so then it's like well then what do you do why are you making this stupid shit then like yeah make Uh this you know what i mean yeah yeah. they're they're doing this. this yeah they're doing this penguin tv show for the batman the mm-hmm. new ish Batman universe. Right. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. You're going to develop a villain. Eventually he'll probably come into the movies and be a bigger deal. That's fucking amazing. I love yeah. that idea. Keep doing that shit. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they will develop him similarly to Joker where, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's popular. And my whole point in bringing all this up is also kind of the downside. Right. Joker two. Uh, the first one partially works because, Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix Joker is a completely struggling, uh, tormented soul, mm-hmm. right? Like, and yeah. he's constantly trying to cope with the fact that he wants to be a psychopath. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so like that's the whole point. And at the end, he lets it free, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what does a movie look like where he is freely a psychopath? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that any of the movies, quite frankly, on my list will be on my top 10, but I find that intriguing enough to yeah. be in my top five, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it could again, like much like you said with uh, with Civil War, this could go terribly wrong. Quite yes. frankly. <laughs> so, like, I, I have no idea, but that's my number two. I'm sticking to it. Why don't you give All me right. your number three? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking at April and then July. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go to July 26th. Um, you know, I I mentioned my Marvel uh, thing and Deadpool three is really the only one coming out. And um, while I think Deadpool is a little bit lesser, I know he's a popular hero and his movies are popular. Like his shtick is, you know, like it gets old after a while, but um, this one's supposed to be pretty big. Uh, they're bringing back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and giving him the costume. Yep. So you know, like, and there, you know, so there's gonna there's gonna be some fun things. And and the what I hear is it's going to be a kind of a linchpin kind of movie to bring him into the the MCU. And and um, I don't know how he fits in there. Boy, that's going to be. He's tough. a rated R hero. What are you doing with the yeah. MCU? Right. Yeah. I mean, standing on the fringes and and getting a lot of beeps. You know, over here. Actually, you could play that for some pretty good humor. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I hope that they do that. There's, there's, you know, a lot of rumors bouncing around that there's going to be a lot of cameos and a lot of things happening. Um, it's, 
I'm just interested in seeing it. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun time. Um, the the first two are movies that um, I I think I've seen them each once and maybe pieces of them, and I I enjoy them whenever I watch them, but I don't go back to them for some reason. Um, but I, you know, I I love Ryan Reynolds. This is like the role Ryan Reynolds was born to play. Um, he, you know, it, it's going to be fun to see him do all the stuff, um, all the Deadpool stuff again. So, um, let, let's go that that'll be my third one is, is the, the one Marvel movie of the year <laughs> Deadpool three and I'll, I'll go, I'll go for it and I'll bite on it. Wait, that really is the only Marvel movie that you can I find? I think it is. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. We're not confirming that everyone, but based on our kind of quick glance, um, yeah. that might be it. Let me let me just start off by saying this, and this is not. I'm I'm going to in the end because it's not going to sound like it. It is in the end. I'm going to slightly start to work toward your favor with mm-hmm. Deadpool three. Okay, but I think Deadpool fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he is not no, my favorite. Let, let me explain though, because yeah. I love the idea of having a rated R story, and and if you're gonna have one, it's him. Um, a lot of his uh, 2000s and 2010s, especially comics, when especially when they were written by people like Brian Posehn and other comedians, mm-hmm. um, he got really, really cheesy and pun heavy. Not that he wasn't always um, to an yeah. extent, but I mean, it got really bad. And what sucks is I started reading some of the comics just to see what it was like, because he had these giant monsters he would fight and shit. And he's mm-hmm. like technically kind of like unkillable for the most part. So yeah. his monsters are just fucking him up and he's just like being stupid. But every bit of dialogue made me want to die. Yeah. And so when I watched the first movie, mm-hmm. dude, the best part of that movie is the origin part of how he became what he is to me because they actually make him a human being for five fucking minutes. Yes. And he actually struggles with a few things, but a 10 minute, 15 minute segment, I think. Yeah. Um, that's the only part I like of the first one. Now, yeah. I've only seen it once, I believe. I'm So I'm with you on that. I never saw two. I want to see three. So when I said I was going to kind of angle back toward you, yeah. I want to see three. I won't lie. It's because I'm a mark for X-Men, and I do mm-hmm. just want to see how they play off the Wolverine costume and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely superficial and arbitrary, but my point right. is... Um, I'm curious to see it, which means I will probably go back and watch one and two just to get caught up and uh, a new opinion. Yeah. I just can't stand the one liners and I just don't think the humor's funny. And it's, it, yeah. it makes it's... it really fucking hard for me to watch. Mm-hmm. But I also heard two was pretty good. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. My point is, though, even though I don't like this, I actually love that it's on your list. And mm-hmm. I I will be curious for us to talk about it maybe later okay, this yeah. year. Uh, mm-hmm. to see if we can do it because I would love to have an episode where I get to talk about Deadpool. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, well, uh, with that, uh, my number three is, again, alphabetical order here, is Mickey 17, which is nice. directed by jo- uh, Bong Joon-ho, who mm-hmm. I love. If you're not familiar with Bong Joon-ho, what rock have you been under? This yeah. is a guy that obviously made uh, movies like Parasite, Snowpiercer, Okja, um he also did my favorite of his which is memories of murder from 2003 he did 2006's the host not to be mistaken with the one from the 2010s um that he made a movie called one. mother in 2009 which is a really kind of haunting story about a mother with a, a murderer for a son mm-hmm. um i mean it's it's uh Snowpiercer, I think, is so great. I went into that thinking yeah. it was going to be terrible. And then mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm like, this is like a fucking video game. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I 
dude, I have become a huge, I've always been a fan because of memories of murder. Um, but I am a, a big Bong Joon-ho fan. So again, going yeah. back to the trend of most of my picks are because of who made them. Um, yeah. That is that. But uh, Mickey 17 is an expendable, in quotes, uh, a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world uh, Niflheim. Niflheim. Yes. Jesus, I suck at like Nordic <laughs> fucking whatever. Uh, Niflheim, we'll say that. Uh, after one iteration dies, a new body is generated with most of its memories intact. This almost reminds me of Moon. Remember yeah. Moon, where he goes yeah. there and it's like clones and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie rules too. I've only se- I haven't seen that in probably a decade at least. Okay. Um, but I saw it a bunch at that time. Like I wa- I showed everybody that movie. I loved it. I just need to go yeah. back for an updated opinion. Um, but anyways, Mickey 17, that's what it's about. I think uh, Bong Joon-ho is kind of a master at doing these kind of bizarre little stories. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, I absolutely. trust him to do it. Uh, it. Stars Robert Pattinson, Naomi, what is it, Aki? Aki? Mm-hmm. Aki, I'm, I'm I guess. So bad. I, I feel bad. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Tony Collette. I mean, come on. Give me a yeah. break. Are you joking? Tony <laughs> Collette, Mark Ruffalo, and Robert Pattinson. Give me a break. Yeah. Stephen Yoon, so, um, also from The Walking Dead and and other things. Oh, shit. Yes, Stephen yep. Yoon. Yes, my bad. Yeah. What was the other yeah. movie he was in? Uh, Minari. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was in Minari. He was in one called, uh, what was it? Um, it was so good. It was like Burning? Mayhem. He oh, was in oh. Mayhem back in 2017. It's just like a balls out, like murder your co-workers movie um <laughs> it was yeah. it was very it was like battle royale in in an office building wow. it was it was very fun was uh, it also, was about, yeah sorry go sorry. ahead go ahead please that's, well i was saying i'm getting too far off track but there's like a there's a virus that makes everybody like go berserk and they all just like start murdering each other and it's like martial arts and it's you know and it's wow. not and it's it's just, it's fantastic go go see that if you've never seen it yeah that was during a dark period of too few movies a year for me uh, in 2017 <laughs> so i i actually have lists where i plan to go back and watch a lot of the titles i missed from those years mm-hmm. maybe one time we'll do a little marathon on the show here just to help me get caught up but uh, nice, the humans yeah. also that was on your top 10 a couple years ago yes absolutely um which he was into um so and he played a cowboy in nope uh which is pretty fun so anyways mm-hmm. mickey 17 uh go check it out there i don't think there's a oh wait Holy shit! There's a trailer for this. I haven't even really? seen the trailer for it. <laughs> uh, but I watch just, it right now. You guys, yeah, hold on again, a it's it's Bong Joon Ho. If you look at any of the pictures, even mm-hmm. it just looks cool to me. Like I don't know, man. I just can't imagine this being bad. So yeah, um, yeah that's my number three. Pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, what about your number two, man? Yeah, yeah. My so my number two uh, again. You're going alphabetical. I'm going chronologically by release yeah. date. Um, here's my, um, well, my second sequel in a row, uh, September 6th, Tim Burton comes back for Beetlejuice two. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very interested to see that. Um, Michael Keaton's coming back Winona Ryder's coming back, Catherine O'Hara, like this is the core cast sans, uh, Jeffrey Jones, who's kind of untouchable at this point. Um, not a very good guy. Not a very no, good guy. No, he's not a good guy. Like we have fond memories of him. He's a bad guy. Um, and it's okay because instead of him, we get the lovely young Jenna Ortega as Winona Ryder's daughter. Um, so I, I have no idea what this is about other than, uh, 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 Delia is now an adult. Delia is her name. She's the, she's Winona Ryder's character. Um, is that right? 
The, 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 I thought it was Lydia. Uh, it's been a while. Lydia. Lydia. Uh, uh, Delia is the mom. I, I don't know. Catherine O'Hara. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember this stuff. It's well, only hold one on. My I'm going to help you, idiot. <laughs> I've only got the IMDb open right in front of me, and I'm not even looking at it. Um, <laughs> she's, she is Lydia. Why aren't yes. you looking at this? I, I watched the fucking cartoon, for God's sake. I don't remember this. Uh, yes, Delia is Catherine O'Hara. Winona Ryder plays Lydia. Um, Jenna Ortega plays Astrid Dietz. Uh, Winona Ryder, or Lydia's daughter. Uh, Monica Bellucci is in this, too. I can't believe it. I was just going to say that, man. That's yeah. so cool. Willem Dafoe. Is that right? Am I looking at the right movie? Yeah. Is Willem Dafoe just playing himself? Because there's no <laughs> character just playing for himself. Him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't know what in the world Tim Burton has in store for this, you know, with for us with this movie, but it can't be bad. Like it's Beetlejuice. Like it can't be bad. Is is Alec Baldwin coming back? I kind of doubt it. Um, it is uh, Gina Davis probably not. But who cares? Like this is going to be cool. It's just it's Beetlejuice, and you know it was. Uh, I I still remember seeing the first one in theaters, and it was it was amazing. And this is unless he just lays an egg this is probably going to be fun too so um that, Man, that's... It, it could be you're right mm-hmm. um i i have i mean i, I guarantee my wife and i are going to go to the mm-hmm. theater to see it it's just we both love absolutely adore the first beetlejuice um mm-hmm. that is like a f- five-star experience for me yeah um well, I guess technically on Letterboxd, they gave it a four and a half. But I mean, it's my point is I love it. I mean, that's the point. And yeah. uh, it, it's it is so good. So he, here's the thing, though. This is what I love about the first one. This is where I think it could go wrong. Yeah. But I agree with you that I think no matter what, it'd be entertaining. Right. Yeah. Is <clears throat> the original had so many practical effects mm-hmm. and all of those really cool makeup things that they did with them and the yes. whole tone and the whole. uh uh, the the way just the movie looks and and the Beetlejuice um, on like a miniature thing, so you have yeah. this normal sized person with all these like giant foam and all this stuff to look like it's small. Mm-hmm. I just that's part of what I love about it, right? Is like yeah. just that classic uh, practical effect perfection. Like it's yeah. just weird. And dude, I'm telling you, if it just turns into stupid CG bullshit, yeah, it's ruined for me. Yeah. Now, I don't I, expect I them to do full on practice. Don't get me wrong, but um, like at least hold the spirit of it. That's yes. all I ask. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I did see it on my list and I thought if I don't have four or if I don't have five other movies like this will go on it. Right. Because I right, am excited yeah. to see it. That's just I needed to speak my piece there. OK, Good. that's my biggest concern. But the cast is fucking killer. Like you said, Michael Keaton, Jenna Ortega, Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, Willem Dafoe, uh-huh. just Justin Theroux, and Monica Bellucci. I know you already said that, but I'm just saying, like, uh-huh. take that in again, guys. Drink it up. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts on Beetlejuice? No, I, I just I can't wait for it to be in front of me. That's that's all I got. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of things I can't wait to be in front of me, that is this next movie. This is probably one that I've been waiting for this for years, nice. actually. Uh, it was finally is being made now, hopefully. Uh, and that is uh, Robert Eggers' new movie, Nosferatu. Nice. You have that on your list by chance? That, that is my last one on my list, yes. All right. Then we will talk about that together here. 
Um, Nosferatu, uh, if you're not familiar with the silent film, shame on you. You should be. That's so stupid. But uh, I'm not going to shame you any more than I already have. Uh, Nosferatu is uh, basically about... Uh, where in the fuck is my th- okay? There. <laughs> Dracula. His name's Dracula. I, okay. no, I know that, but the, I think his name is Count Orlock, isn't it? Count That's Orlock is his real name. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so it follows Count Orlock, played by Bill Skarsgård, uh, mm-hmm. famous for Pennywise and the newer part one and two of It. Yeah. Um, speaking of Willem Dafoe, also here, mm-hmm. um, we have Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, we have Emma Corrin. Uh, let's see, Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Holt. I mean, I mean, yeah. dude, just the cast is—it's pretty intense. Um, I, I am a huge, huge fan of uh, Ralph Ineson, uh, who has a voice you can't mistake. Like if you, yeah. uh, he was in The Witch, uh, which was also uh, Robert Eggers. He was also in The Green Knight. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's done video game work. Um, he is great. Uh, Robert Eggers also did The Lighthouse, which that was the mm-hmm. really intimate movie with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, where it's just yeah. those two dudes at a lighthouse taking care of it. Um, a lot of for some people, a little slow, didn't really work. I was actually a big fan by the end because at first mm-hmm. I was feeling the pacing. Right. But yeah. by the end, I was actually really into it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Again, Robert Eggers is one of the big things because he is very meticulous with trying to be as authentic to the visual experience as possible. Yeah. So uh, I am uh, like just thinking of a Nosferatu movie being made by someone who cares so much about the things that will make that movie work. Uh, And excuse me, the fact that he's also made two movies in black and white. Um, Obviously, Robert Eggers is also he probably was able to make this because of the success of The Northman, if I had to guess. Yeah. uh, Which is also a movie that I, uh, you know, also liked. I might that might be my least favorite of his. And I actually like it a lot. So (laughs) uh, I'm a big fan. The Witch is my favorite. But um, there is something about this guy making a Nosferatu remake. I mean, honestly, who can you think of that could this is a rhetorical question, but like yeah. who could honestly make a new Nosferatu movie that wouldn't be horrible? Right. Yeah. I just feel like it would just be the worst, but I feel like he's going to do a bad ass job. Yeah. Uh, any thought? I mean, obviously you do because it was on your list. Like talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 So, so the first thing I want to say um, is if, if you want to see kind of a, a spiritual companion piece um, to this movie starring Willem Dafoe, um, playing Max Shrek, who played the original Count Orlock, check yeah. out Shadow of the Vampire, which is a yeah. fantastic movie um, about the making of Nosferatu, where, but it posits that that um, Max Shrek, who played Count Orlock, is a real vampire. And uh, Willem Dafoe plays him, and he is so good in it. Uh, John Malkovich, it's John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe bantering back and forth. It is amazing. Um, and, and it's certainly worth watching um, by itself but so it's a, it's a fun little bit of synergy that he's also in this actual remake um and yeah Ro- robert eggers is, is probably the perfect person to make this um i you know I, at the time when the witch came out i wasn't the biggest fan of it um i i did very much like um the lighthouse and uh the northman also so uh i think this is going to be a, a really good time I think he if if anybody's going to do anything really great with with this material and and do something that's both different and the same enough to to really um hold up both ends of of that kind of promise of 
Uh, you know, we want something different, but not too different. I think it's going to be him. I think he'll do a couple of things that are just uh, kind of crazy in this movie. And then, and also deliver just like the, the scares and, you know, and, and kind of a, a proper homage to, to the original movie. So yeah, Bill Skarsgård is going to be fantastic. Like he's, that's a perfect person to play Count Orlock. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Uh, Lily Rose Depp is also in it, um, who is kind of a, she's a rising star also um obviously johnny's daughter so um yeah so if if you've not seen her in lots of things <laughs> yoga hosers and tusk among them um not not her best roles maybe <laughs> but <laughs> she was in those movies yes but um yeah th- this is a movie that that could really sneak up on uh kind of more i think more casual movie goers um th- this is uh, this kind of to me feels like a movie that'll give him this mainstream cred that he kind of deserves. So yeah. uh, Robert Eggers, I mean, so um, yeah, that that's the, this is the one that maybe I'm the most excited about of, of all of these um, just because I'm, I'm certain it's going to deliver um, something really interesting and out there. And um, I, I'm kind of uh, uh, pinning it on, you know, onto my top 10 list already. Uh, we'll see whether it ends up there or not, but uh, it, it feels like a, a good uh, favorite to be to be just like one of the best movies of the year. So I'm I'm really hoping that's what it's going to be. Which character do you think is going to fart on this one? <laughs> I feel like in all Willem of his Defoe. movies, people fart yeah, all the time. Yeah. I hate that. That's the one thing I hate. That's my biggest complaint about Robert Eggers. Yeah, uh-huh. is that everybody farts all the time? Right. It feels like it feels mean, like a five year old wrote those scenes. But anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I'm I'm actually very excited about this. Uh, like you said, Bill Skarsgård probably going to do great. Uh, I, I really, really hope he does. <clears throat> if you're interested in seeing the 1922 Nosferatu uh, or the uh, 1979 Nosferatu by Werner Herzog, yeah, um, those are two movies to kind of get you ready along with Shadow of the Vampire, which again is a kind of fictional uh, redirection where it uses a lot of the actual story of the making of, but again, mm-hmm. Uh, posits the idea that he is a real vampire so it's just kind of a silly uh, I remember having a fun time with it I haven't seen it since the yeah. early 2000s probably or whenever mm-hmm. uh, that was so that is cool uh, it looks yeah. like we are at my number my last one basically uh-huh. um, and this one I talked to you about after our last episode I actually sent you a trailer uh, mm-hmm. to this and it's uh, it is a French movie, I believe. Uh, I I hope I don't have that mistaken. If only I had IMDb right in front of me. Oh wait, I do. <laughs> um, so let me find that real quick. So it is a a, a Belgium France Luxembourg. Uh, <laughs> That's a co-production. Uh, co- yeah, it's basically French. Okay, <laughs> let's just say that. Uh, <clears throat> and it is called She Is Conan, directed by Bertrand Mandico. Uh, yeah, uh, it yeah. is. Uh, a bizarre well i'll just tell you the synopsis according to uh letterboxd here traveling through the abyss underworld dog rainer recounts the six lives of conan spelled with two n's by the way uh, mm-hmm. perpetually put to death by her own future across eras myths and ages from her childhood a slave of uh sonya uh, and her barbarian horde uh, to her ascension to the summits of cruelty at the door of our world. 
This is uh, from what I've read, and that's all I've done. I've seen the trailer and read a little bit about it, but I don't know much more uh, other than a bunch of people in other countries have seen this from whenever it was at festivals and different things. And it does, it does quite frankly, have a pretty decent spread, really resting pretty heavily on that four-star area, which a lot of movies do. Uh, but <clears throat> I honestly don't know any of the cast by name. Uh, I don't know the director by name. Um, I've even looked at what they've done in the past, and I don't even think I've seen any of their movies in the past, like any of their uh, past work. Uh, yeah. This is just a wholly new experience, and it is a retelling of the Conan the Barbarian story, basically, but it's done in a very bizarre way. It's clearly on a set, but the set seems really cool. It's very moody. This is kind of my Mad God choice for this year. I did Mad God last year or a couple years ago, whenever it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the stop motion movie. And uh, I didn't end up loving that movie, though it was an experience worth having. Like, I was very happy to have experienced it, but uh, it just didn't end up kind of holding up for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is Conan may end up being the very same. Uh, It may end up being on my top 10. It just depends on how it's done. Uh, So this one is the one this is like my pick where it's like I have no idea what to expect, but it seems interesting. It seems different. And um, quite frankly, we just don't get movies like this all the time. And I think it seems uh, interesting is the only word I have. (laughs) Like, it seems interesting. Do do you know anything about this or have anything you can say about it or? Yeah, I mean, just that this is, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, that is really a thing for us people who love cinema is that you know things like this that can come up and and just kind of take things by storm and and be sort of a favorite coming out of nowhere coming out of where did you say it was um uh, belgium france like i I don't know where they're officially like if it were to get uh, an academy award uh submission i don't know what country it would be for but um it says belgium and france so yeah yeah so you know so you know coming out of europe they're they they do a lot of you know again we you know i i made uh an, an offhand comment to you earlier about you know the lack of of good ideas and this is something that can bridge that gap is based on an existing property obviously but is a completely new take on it and it is you know probably going to do something completely different from say arnold schwarzenegger back in the 80s or uh, was that The Rock in the 2000s? Did he, The Rock did the Conan the Barbarian remake? Oh, was, was it Rock? him? I thought, wasn't it? Uh, Momoa? Jason yes, Momoa. I think it was Jason Momoa, if I remember Shows correctly. Shows you how memorable that movie was <laughs> to me anyway. Um, uh, yeah, that didn't seem right. But uh, yeah, yeah, Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa, that's who it was. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of, you know, see what comes of this. It, it certainly is an enticing idea uh, and is something that, um it interests me so let's yeah yeah let's let's take the, when when does this come out do you know no clue but i do well i had it open now i just november 29th uh, 2023 in france so it can probably be gotten um by hook or by crook so um we 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 don't we don't condone piracy here but you know <laughs> if it's not available through uh, regular channels i'm sure that there are other channels yeah um, i don't i don't know if it actually has a us release yet uh all of the things there are uh all uh in france it had a limited release already um and had a popular release in november 29th like you said everything else is a festival 
Yeah. Um, but when I've looked up lists for 2024, this has been a movie that has popped up. So I'm assuming, if I had to guess, we'll pro- we might be able to see this sometime closer to summer. Maybe yeah. one of those uh, May, June, July releases. Uh, I feel like a lot of movies that come up around that time, if they're going to get a U.S. release, that's around the time we get it. Of mm-hmm. course, if we see it, because it's on our list, I feel like all all of these movies, I think we've listed nine at this point. Now I feel like yeah. we have to talk about them this year. Yeah. Uh, so we might as well, for, for better or for worse. But yeah, She is Conan is my choice. Uh, Joe, I'm going to give you a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> what other, again, don't take a long time. Just uh, list no, off yeah. some other titles. Let me know kind of why you're interested in them. These well, are yeah, some yeah, honorable well, mentions, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So kind of our honorable mentions. Um, you know, we we mentioned, um, uh, what was it, Mickey 17? I just deleted that. Uh, we, I think we mentioned Furiosa, Mad Max story, which, you know, is one, certainly one I'm looking forward to. Um, but a couple that, that were sort of interesting too, Kung Fu Panda 4. Um, <laughs> let me just say that. That's not what I expected. Sorry. Go right. Ahead. <laughs> let me just say this. Kung Fu Panda, the original Kung Fu Panda, is a masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece of animation, of Kung Fu movies. It is amazing. The two and three are varying degrees of good and fun. Um, This one should at least be that. Um, And so I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, We talked about Marvel. Um, There are no MCU movies other than Deadpool 3, which is you know, now kind of, sort of, but we got Madam Web, um, which looks terrible. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that stars Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. And um, it's basically like girl Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Woman slash um, Spider-Man's, I don't, I don't know who she is, uh, interdimensional spider-based being. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I remember her from the cartoon. Um, and then, uh, so that, that's going to be a train wreck of you know, epic proportions. And I'm, I'm there for that. And also Craven the Hunter, um, the, you know, we continue the, the Spider-Man villain movies with that. And, uh, and then of course, uh, Venom three comes out this year too. So like, you know, whatever they're, you know, these are all like really bad movies. There's not been a one that's been good in a real way, but they're all fun in their own ways. Sure. Uh, Spider-Man beyond the spider verse, which is pushed back again. Um, there's two more that I want to mention just very briefly. One is called if, um, which if is a um, uh, stands for imaginary friend that's directed by John Krasinski from the office yeah. and other places. Ryan Reynolds is in it. Steve Carell, Matt Damon, Sam Rockwell, Maya Rudolph. Like it's a fun cast and it looks like a sort of a family friendly movie about uh, a guy. Ryan Reynolds is a star and he um, meets his uh, he finds out that his, his imaginary friend from when he was a child is real. And he, is voiced by Steve Carell. He's a giant purple fuzzy thing. And it turns out there's lots of them. So it, I, I kind of caught the trailer. I thought that looks really fun in a, you know, family friendly sort of way. Um, so maybe ch- take a look at that if you, you know, and see what you think. Um, the other one is um, horizon, which is a, a two part. It's like, a, it's a two films. Uh, it's a Western directed by Kevin Costner. Um, one thing I'm here for is a Kevin Costner directed Western. Uh, you know, if you've seen open range uh, from, you know, years ago, what a great under the radar movie. Um, this one has uh, is two films. The first one, part one comes out June 28th. The second one I think is August 16th. It's got Giovanni, Giovanni Ribisi, Sam Worthington, Sienna Miller, Luke Wilson, Will Patton, Dale Dickey, who is always great in everything she's in. 
Um, I don't really even know what this is about. It's a Western. Kevin Costner's directed it, so directing it. So I'm going to be there for it. It it's a it, today's day and age. It feels like a fun kind of breath of fresh air, uh, throwback, and something we haven't seen for a long time. So uh, I'm going to push on that just a little bit. Yeah, uh, Horizon was something that caught my interest. I just didn't know how to feel about it yet. But it is yes. it it is kind of like a uh, it covers the first one at least covers the kind of pre and post Civil War. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're kind of heading toward the end of the West. If I had to guess, uh, part two, which I'm opening up now, probably is starting to get toward the end of kind of the West as we knew it in those old Westerns, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this, th- that looks great. Like, interesting. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, if, if, if Costner can pull it off like he has in the past, could be cool. Yep. Um, there's a movie called Alto Nights. Again, contin- continuing my, director thing uh barry levinson who has let's be real made some real stinkers uh but also some like really fucking amazing movies too so um who knows what he'll do at this age at this point in his career i mean he was born in 1942 so what does that make him now 80 81 am am i actually right something like Um, that so who knows? And I don't mean I don't want to be ageist here. I'm just saying a lot of filmmakers, once they get up there, not everyone can be a Scorsese. OK, right. Like, you know, he's still making bangers. Not everyone does that. So um, a lot of times people start to lose touch. And, and I think the lose touch really comes down to so much has changed since they started making movies mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they might just not know how to function and navigate like the the modern style or whatever. And so I hope Barry Levinson does because I'm a big fan. Barry Levinson obviously made Rain Man, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh. I love The Natural and Diner. Those are two of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a bunch more. Also, you don't know Jack, which is the Jack Kevorkian movie made for HBO. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. fucking good. Uh, so he he made some pretty cool stuff. So that's another one. I want to go back to Furiosa Mad Max Saga. I just mm-hmm. want to say back to the director thing. Uh, George Miller, I love. Nothing yeah. has looked that cool to me about this movie, but on principle, it's on a list. It has to be on a list because George Miller always surprises me and even going to letterboxd and seeing the kind of banner at the top that angle that he shoots at all of these fast yeah. real vehicles that work it's yeah. like okay like uh, let's let's just see what's up you know what i'm saying because i'm all about yes. a furiosa movie it's just are you gonna you either have to be so fucking weird i'm interested or you gotta have a good story and fury road had both yeah and i like this has to pay off because if it yeah. just ends up being some fucking blockbuster drivel i'm gonna be pissed because george miller's better than that okay oh yeah. um uh the another one which actually doesn't have a 2024 release date but it is on a lot of 2024 lists mm-hmm. i think people are anticipating it it is francis ford coppola speak about talk about a an old guy uh yeah. francis ford coppola's uh, latest movie megalopolis mm-hmm. um i don't know anything really about this i just want to see a 2020s francis ford coppola movie uh on on letterboxd it says an architect wants to rebuild new york city as a utopia following a devastating disaster so who knows what that looks like apparently adam driver's in it lawrence fishburne shia labeouf uh, talia shire um john voigt forrest whitaker jason schwartzman dustin hoffman it's a who's who man yeah Uh, yeah. so at the very least like the cast is crazy uh Mm -hmm. so that hopefully would be cool again uh, it's been it's been on my list of two like movies to see since like 
2021 or something. It just keeps <laughs> getting pushed back and pushed back. So who knows if it'll come out this year, but it's on there for now. Um, there is this movie I don't really know anything about. I haven't even seen a trailer, but I'm compelled by what I've read and the images I've seen. It's mm-hmm. called Memoir of a Snail. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and it's just this little 90-minute animated movie. Uh, and it says, A bittersweet remembrance of Grace Puddle, a lonely hoarder of ornamental snails living in Canberra. I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, uh, Adam Elliott did Marion Max, which is a stop animation movie from 2009 mm-hmm. that I absolutely adore. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just, again, going back to filmmakers, like that's a big part of my appeal this year uh, is that uh, the, the Shrouds is David Cronenberg's new movie. You can go look into that. That's just um, an easy sell to me. Uh, and I didn't even, I wasn't even a huge fan of his last movie. Uh, but it doesn't matter. David Cronenberg is like he is on my good list forever. Even if I don't like the last movie, I'll like the next one. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, Vincent Cassell, Guy Pierce, Diana, uh, Diane Kruger, uh, you know, pretty, pretty decent uh, list there. And then the last one I'll say, which I know nothing about, is the untitled Jordan Peele project, as it is called now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that will be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will learn more as the year unfolds. But for now, that is it. Obviously, there are a lot of 2024 movies coming out. If you were interested in some that we said or perhaps that we didn't mention, please hit us up. You can hit us up on Instagram, Medium Cool Pod. You can also email us at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com. Joe, as always, buddy, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Well, that's our show. I'm really always happy to talk with Joe. It's always fun to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. And in this case, it was, uh, you know, 2024 movies we're excited about. And it's always exciting uh, to talk about things that we're excited about. Uh, But I do want to kind of put the final nail in the coffin of 2023 uh, and talk a little bit about some 2023 movies that will be in at the Oscars 2024, which is coming up here soon. Um, And uh, I just wanted to talk about the Best Picture nominees real quick. Uh, I don't want to take like a lot of time on this, but I just thought this was interesting because the majority of these movies, uh, all but maybe like one, I think, I'm kind of looking through this, uh, were represented, or two of them, I guess, were represented in our top 10 episode. Uh, One of the three of us, Matthew, Joe, and I, uh, had most of these movies. So uh, American Fiction is one of them, which I I never got a chance to see. Jeffrey Wright's in it. Looks pretty fun. Uh, Looks like some good, maybe satirical uh, commentary type stuff. It looks really cool. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, which was my number two. Barbie, which is Joe's number one. The Holdovers, which was Matthew's number one, if I remember correctly. Killers of the Flower Moon, which was my number one. And then Maestro, which came out on Netflix. I never got a chance to see it because I was way too booked up at the end of the year. Uh, And I had other movies, quite frankly, that just took priority. I do look forward to watching that sometime soon. If you have any thoughts, let me know what you think. And then Oppenheimer and Past Lives, which were on my list. I believe, if I remember correctly, Oppenheimer was number five and Past Lives was number four. So those were represented. And then Poor Things in the Zone of Interest uh, are two of my most anticipated from last year that I didn't get a chance to see, though Poor Things got some love on Joe and Matthew's list. So uh, this was <clears throat> this was such an interesting year that 
as for as much as I don't give a shit about the Oscars, it's so cool to see the Oscars kind of representing what actually looks like possibly the best films of the year, which is cool because I don't think that is always reflected. Um, and at the very least, I think some of them are very much definitely the best films of the year. Again, Killers of the Flower Moon. Argue, one could argue for Oppenheimer. From what I know, poor things. But, you know, it's so amazing to see a movie like Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives, even The Holdovers, uh, and The Zone of Interest, which, again, I haven't seen yet, but poor things I'm not surprised about. But the zone of interest, I didn't actually expect to get this kind of um, acknowledgement, I guess. So it's just so cool that a, a much wider audience is going to be introduced to Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives in particular. I just think those are, to me, they're not usually the type of movie that would be like a Best Picture nominee. You should definitely check these out when you get a chance. I mean, they are really really good and I just love I was just excited about that basically and I, I also want to say uh, some people were upset that there were certain categories that Barbie did wasn't a part of and one of them is you know best actress and Barbie is not one of them but I have to say their list is very good and I must say Lily Gladstone better win this though Sandra Hewler from Anatomy of a Fall definitely uh, great. Either one of those two I'd be happy with. But I haven't seen Poor Things, but I've seen the trailers. I've heard a lot. Emma Stone supposed to be real good in that. So uh, I don't know. I'm, this is like one of the first years where I'm, I'm a little excited just to see who wins. Just because there are so many good choices this year that I wouldn't be like pissed off about. I'm actually looking forward to the episode where we maybe talk about some of the best pictures. Uh, and stuff like that. So anyways, I've talked long enough here at the end of the show. I just uh, I just wanted to kind of bring that up for, uh, for now. Uh, next week, we'll have Joe back on. We're going to do some fun stuff. But until then, good night, good luck, and take it easy. <laughs>